welcome. Legally Brief presents Changing Our Institutions. I'm your host, Judy Saunders. I'm a lawyer who works with private and public companies, educational institutions, and sports organizations to identify root causes, confront historic failures, and boldly implement change to our institutions. This podcast is for corporate change agents, disruptors, and mindset mavericks who are committed to making our institutions work better for themselves and the next generation. I want to remind you that while I hope you enjoy every episode in the series that we're doing on changing our institutions, the content of this programming is not a substitute for speaking directly with an attorney who understands your unique circumstances. If you're looking for past episodes or information, please head on over to my website. There you'll find information and you can sign up for newsletters and you can learn more about me and my practice. I'm glad you're here. Let's get ready and let's talk and make some changes. Hello and welcome back to a new season of Legally Brief. I feel as if it's almost been a little bit of an extended holiday vacation. We're at the top of 2023 in January and I took more time off from podcasting or releasing episodes than I had planned. I'd done some traveling, doing my favorite winter sport, doing some skiing. And I had said to myself, when January 1 hit, I'm going to edit and release more episodes, do more discussions with guests about legal updates. And it just didn't work like that, like so many things do. But I couldn't get too far into January without talking about one of my favorite holidays and ways to learn about service and ways to model good behavior, positive behavior within my family, within my community, than to bring to you an episode that talked about and celebrated Martin Luther King's holiday, which we're celebrating January 16th. So this is the weekend and this episode will likely come out. You'll be listening to this just after the holiday. But I had the opportunity to attend the YMCA 34th Annual Commemorative Breakfast. And that is hosted by the YMCA of Greater Monmouth County, which I am beyond pleased to announce that I have been asked and accepted and will join their advisory board. And it is the YMCA, without saying, is a world, is a global brand. I think that there's some stats that say just behind Coke, Coca-Cola, and their branding and logo, then comes the YMCA with its recognition, public recognition. But you know, putting that aside, recognition, I've learned so much more about what the YMC does and what they offer. Besides, we all know the YMCA. When we think of swimming or sport activities or maybe summer camps, that's immediately where your mind may go. But through this process of joining their advisory board, I now know that they are led by a dynamic team. Um, they are they have, and hopefully I say this right, they are one of the largest 
childcare providers in the country and why I'm excited to join them and work on some of their upcoming projects. They are also within New Jersey. They hold the most license for behavioral health professionals and they have launched and are growing a behavioral health initiative within the schools, the elementary, high schools, college. And make no mistake about it, the failure for our culture, for our institutions to provide brain health, mental health, to address what the keynote speaker, Reverend Dale Caldwell, termed as broken emotions within our children and youth, that failure is being met and being filled. That gap is being filled by the YMCA. So I am joining that board. I'll bring you updates. And like I said, it's it's really an honor to serve my community as part of the YMCA. So at this breakfast, part of it was, of course, a commemoration of Dr. King and all of the individuals that worked with him and worked alongside him to bring more awareness to social justice. I believe he would have been 93 years old had he lived today. Also part of the program, you know, it was a great opportunity to meet with, we had elected officials there. I was fortunate enough to bring my two teenage sons there so that they can take part of this. And there was a part of the service that honored different individuals within the community who were either doing community work or had been impacted by some type of um, injustice, some type of discrimination. And as part highlighting that, there were they were scholarship recipients. So they had to write an essay about how racism or discrimination or some type of hatred had personally impacted their lives and what they were doing to better their community. So the two scholarship recipients that were selected, having written an essay about their experience, it was so moving that I had to include it as part of the show and read you a part of their stories. And I, I know like you, you'll be like myself, rather, you'll be moved by their experience. One of the scholarship recipients, a high school student at Monmouth County Academy of Allied Health and Service, Nathan Chertog, stated the following, and I read part of his essay. He says, as my mother and I were leaving the temple, our gaze was interrupted by three teenagers running towards us. The next few moments I remember in slow motion. While I stood helplessly in disbelief, watching myself from a distance, I felt a shove, a hand reaching toward my head, a hard tag on my hair, and my yarmulke thrown to the ground. As our eyes met, he yelled out an anti-Semitic slur. I was shocked to see so much unmasked hatred staring back at me. Trying to make sense of it, when we got home, I asked my parents why. My mother hugged me, her eyes filled with tears and pain, and whispered, I'm sorry, baby. They were taught to hate Jews. It made me wonder, Nathan goes on to say, how someone so young learns to hate Jewish people. I want to continue on with just some more of Nathan's words. He continues with saying, my parents are very familiar with anti-Semitism growing up in the former Soviet Union. They were routinely harassed and assaulted by classmates and discriminated against by teachers. Only 6 to 11% of Europe's pre-war Jewish population of children survived the Holocaust. My grandparents, Nathan says, were the lucky ones. They survived the Holocaust 
but orphaned by Nazis, then exiles to Siberia by Stalin. After the Soviet Union collapsed, Nason says his grandparents were allowed to leave and immigrate to the U.S. full of hope that their parents wouldn't have to fear being Jewish anymore. Nathan went on to tell us that day that he has founded a nonprofit organization, alwaysbeyou.net, that celebrates different cultures and ethnicities and what those cultures contribute to society. He says that he uses this nonprofit and website to share culture, personal experiences, and thoughts about how we can work together for a positive impact to reduce hate. Well, that was just one of the scholarship recipients. And I was so moved by that. But I want to go on because there was a second high school student, high school student from Trinity Hall, Annabelle Serrano. She read this essay that I'll share in part with you. Annabelle says, I am a child of a mixed race marriage. I haven't thought about that much and I've never written about it. Before this recent summer, the fact that I was a biracial child didn't matter to me. While I've always appreciated interesting aspects of my ethnicity and meaning cultural traditions, the true self I understand and interact with other seems free of race. That's the most beautiful line that I think Annabelle said. She goes on, similarly, I don't see the race in others and instead treat each friend and stranger with respect and kindness. This summer, some boys I didn't know mocked me because of my skin color. Annabelle says she was shocked, hurt, and speechless. Others witnessed the event, perhaps sympathized with me, but said nothing. I want to read that again, because that's really what resonated with me. Others witnessed the event, sympathized with others, but said nothing. Annabelle goes on. For days, I was upset, partly because it happened, but mostly because I had no response at the time. It was the first time I internalized the fact that there doesn't need to be a reason for hate. The tribal nature of any majority can too easily get away with aggression toward a minority. I also learned it was the last time I would have no response for such behavior. Well, I think more than anything, Annabelle just gave a call to action and a challenge for all of us for 2023. Let me read that again. She said, I also learned it was the last time I would have no response for such behavior. We all have resolutions. There is even within our culture now, the the pushback from resolutions where people are saying, I'm not having any resolutions. Resolutions are impossible. They just give you another thing to be guilty about. And that's one of the reasons why, of course, you know, this is a show that focuses on legal updates, how to understand institutions, systemic issues within institutions or workplaces within universities. But so, you know, I I didn't want to come to you and talk about any specific New Year's resolutions, but sitting in this MLK commemorative breakfast and listening to these young adults, the individuals that will lead our future. That line from Annabelle's essay saying that she would have no more response for such behavior for hatred was a reminder to me and of a way that I wanted to live 2023. 
I had another young man, I had another experience. And, you know, maybe this is showing me that there's a, we know that there's a pattern in our culture. Things are getting better. Things are improving as far or have improved, you know, since um, Dr. King first marched on Washington and did protests large and small. Things have changed. Things still need to change. That's the purpose of this podcast. It's the purpose of the work that so many individuals do. And it was encouraging to hear from both Nathan and Annabelle that our future, it's in good hands and it's safe. But then also we, like Annabelle, going forward in this year, in this month, at every turn, we have to know how to have a response to hatred, whether it's a canned response, whether it's a fact, sitting in silence, uh, paraphrasing Dr. King, that what he said is, you know, that it's worse. It's worse to sit in silence and let those around us who are either vocalizing hate, showing hate in the case of Nathan, acting out hate, pulling off yarmulke, a religious symbol, anti-Semitic slur, you know, having a response. And maybe it could be that the response does sometimes warrant silence. There was another experience I was going to share with you as a reminder that although we've come far, there is still more to do. And what can be disheartening is that we see that hate is still flourishing in the generation behind us. The hope is always that the next generation will be better, that we won't see these patterns being continued. There was another high school student who was approached and was told, in essence, don't fool yourself. Why are you acting black or you're not really black? And it was, you know, done to embarrass, humiliate and demean. It was done in a public setting. I am encouraged by the efforts of different justice, equity, belonging diversity, inclusion, teams, discussions, every platform is talking about, you know, being more inclusive. And I love seeing that. And that's part of what we all have to continue doing in 2023. But as we can see from the experiences of high school students, young men and women, there is still, it's still, and it's still very prevalent. So that's the one thing that I can add and wishing you all a happy new year, a a happy celebratory day of service in honor of Dr. King. I was able to attend this breakfast. I was encouraged by it. Listening to the keynote speaker was Reverend Dale uh, Carwell. He's the pastor of the United Methodist Church in Plainfield, New Jersey, the Covenant United Methodist Church. Hearing from him, his father marched with, was a contemporary of Dr. King. So do something, do something, do something good. That's all I can say. You don't have to put it down on your to-do list. Do something good. Let it be continued. We'll, after January rolls out, we'll be going into African-American History Month. That'll be another opportunity to learn more about the culture that is you know, maybe different from yours or be it a coworker, be it a friend, you know, dig deeper, dig beyond the headlines, the names, learn more. These are all opportunities. Let's answer the call of Annabelle when she said that we all have to learn that's the last time that we have no response. Have a response. Think about the way that you will respond to instances where individuals are being discriminatory, when they're being hurtful, when they're seeking to humiliate. 
you know, maybe like Nathan's mother said, they've been taught to hate. They've been taught to hate Jewish people. Maybe they've been taught to hate individuals that are not, have the same physical abilities. Maybe someone is taught to bully and individuals that are neurodiverse and they're not inclusive in academic settings. You know, people are taught that. So I would say as far as resolutions go, as far as, you know, setting up your 2023, let's teach an alternative. Let's have the appropriate response. Next episode, we'll come back and we'll talk. I'll talk to you about some of the things that we need to be aware of in the area of New York's Adult Survivors Act. And we'll also talk a little bit about ways that workplaces can be compliant when poli- with policies that deal with sexual misconduct. That is all for now. Again, wishing you a great rest of your January and of course, one of the happiest New Year's to all. Take care and until next time, be well. All information and content in this podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. Nothing in this podcast shall constitute legal advice and shall not create an attorney-client relationship. This information is general and may not be applicable to your particular circumstances. You should review your particular circumstances with an attorney. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast is hereby expressly disclaimed.